With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everyone, Hudson here, and you're listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode number 88, entitled Updates and Shutdowns, and today is April 16th, 2013. We do this podcast live every other Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, roughly. Um, and uh, it is a live show, so that means you guys can also participate with us. So we have a chat room going, and you can also call into the podcast live as well. So full details on how to do all of that are on NintendoFuse.com. So this, uh, I've mentioned this update, or this episode is called Updates and Shutdowns because there's a lot of things that have been updated or finally released, so we're kind of giving you the latest on those, and there's lots of things that are, being shut down, I guess, things that are uh, no longer, you know, being supported and stuff. So kind of a mix of the two things. So bringing, you know, out with the old and with the new, I guess you could say. Um, so we'll get into all of that. Uh, real quick, I did want to say um, our thoughts and prayers are out to those in Boston, um, the terrible thing that happened. And um, so, you know, our thoughts and prayers are out with everybody. Um, and, you know, hopefully they'll kind of figure things out. Hopefully the, you know, the death toll doesn't rise anymore or anything. And, um, and, uh, I guess it's times like these that we all just kind of stick together and, you know, just we're reminded of, um, how you never know what can happen. So just, you know, make, make the best of life, I guess. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh, you know, the only thing we can do really is try and take our minds off of, of the, the evil out there, I guess. And, um, hopefully, you know, try and, and, and move forward. So uh, with that being said, we're, uh, let's get into the, uh, the podcast. Um, so this week, um, I think, at least for me, uh, I haven't really been playing too much the past few weeks. Um, things have just been kind of busy. Um, so, I mean, I've played a few little games here and there, like Lego City Undercover, a little bit more of Harmonite and stuff, but I've kind of discussed those games already in previous episodes, so I don't really have much new to add. Uh, Harmonite, I'm trying to get a review up soon, so stay tuned for that on NintendoFuse.com. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to get that up soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's not too much else really that, that I've kind of been playing. Um, the only thing that I really got to try out was a swap note because of the update, but we'll get into that later on in the, the news part. Um, what about you, Greg? What have you been playing? I've been playing Dylan's Rolling West, Western The Last Ranger. It's a follow-up sequel to uh, Dylan's Rolling Western that came out almost about around this time last year, I think it was. Or maybe it was. Maybe it's even next year besides that, but probably not. But it's, uh, it's basically what you would expect in the sequel. A lot of the same stuff is back. Dylan's back at the tower defense game genre. And then they've added a few different twists this time around. This time you can have, like, a partner to kind of help you collect, like, the stuff before each of the, while the days are advancing, because, like, the enemies attack at night or whatever they say. So you can have, like, a partner to help you 
collect either like money or what they call scrogs, which are these sheep-like rock things that the townspeople eat, I guess, or board or something like that. I don't really know the exact thing, what they do with them, but pretty much you're protecting them in the village, and then these grok, like rock-like monsters attack in, at night, and then it's Dylan's job to stop them from reaching the town. So pretty much it's like a map, and you have, you have an idea like when the enemies are coming at night, and then pretty much you go into battle, and then it's like a touchscreen-heavy game where you use like the stylus to make Dylan do like a charging like roll attack at the enemies. And then also if you like tap the touchscreen, you can have like use like a claw attack, or if you like you press and hold it, you can do like a spin, like a grinding on the ground, like a spin wheel kind of an attack on them. And pretty much you have to defeat all of them and stop them from getting to, to the village, like it was in the original. But in the new one, like I said, you have a partner, so he can also help collect stuff before, and he also helps you fight the oncoming ones they, <clears throat> that come towards the village. So then you can assign him a specific spot to defend, and then he will pretty much stop the enemies that reach that point. But a nice, interesting aspect of it. And then another part is that um, we'll be experiencing in the next few days is there's going to be a train that you also have to protect in addition, in addition to the village. So there's a train track that go through the map, and then pretty much you'll have to kind of escort the train along. And then for some reason they didn't start this until like the right around like the eighth or ninth mission. So I'm just getting there now. So hopefully I'll make a more update on how it plays the actually defend the train, but that is another major aspect of the game. But pretty much everything else was left intact with the controls and kind of styles and even like the graphics and 3D effects from the original. So there are a few noticeable improvements. So I'll probably more information on the next podcast regarding like some of those other changes. Cool. Um, yeah, when did that one come out again? Dylan's Rolling Western Blast Ranger? I believe it was last Thursday. I think it was like the 8th or 11th or something, whatever. I think it was pretty much last Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to figure out if I wanted to get that. I think I was looking at the original, but I wasn't kind of debating that, and I never, I never did get it. But, yeah, it looked kind of interesting. It's like a action, like kind of tower defense kind of game. So like you do have towers that you can build up and reinforce and equip with weapons, and they can help you fight the oncoming enemies. But it's only a little bit more limited. They don't really always destroy every single enemy because sometimes there's too many or something. So it's pretty much based on you confronting the enemies and making sure that they don't like get to the town. So even while you're fighting other ones, the other ones on the map are still moving towards the village. So it's not like action stops when you're in the middle of the battle. It's like you really have to keep going and might have to like leave a battle to go defend the town or something. Right. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Dylan's Rolling Western, The Last Ranger on the uh, 3DS eShop. Um, so the, was, was the first one, I'm trying to remember, wait, was that um, a 3DS game or was that DSiWare? No, it was a 3DS downloadable game. It's just like Mutant okay, Mods or whatever. Right. You just download it. Is it one of the gotcha. uh, the launch games for the 3DS eShop? No, it was not. It was. I think it, that's why I think I might have misspoke. I think it was just last year. It was 
okay. not too long after, like, BBV or what, uh, 6Vs and stuff like that, and Mutant Mud that came right around the same time. Gotcha. Hmm. Cool. Um, well, that's, uh, yeah, that's Dylan's Rolling Western Last Ranger, so check that out on the eShop if you are interested. Um, and uh, anything else you've been playing, Greg, or was that about it? That's pretty much about it. I mean, I have been playing a little bit of very little Monster Hunter, but since I've also been telling people on the forums that I'm actually going to be moving this week, so I have a lot of my games and stuff are packed, like Mario Kart 7 and a lot of my hard copy stuff, so it's pretty much what's left in my systems, and so it's pretty much the Wii U will probably get packed up tonight, and then I'll just have a 3DS to play virtual games on. All right. Cool. Uh, what about you, Steve? What have you been playing lately? I've actually been playing quite a bit, um, which is crazy because that is not usually the case the last couple of months. Um, <laughs> but school stuff's kind of slowed down some, and um, yeah, I've got some time with a few games. Uh, first is uh, Zen Pinball 2. We we talked about this, um, I think, the last podcast that it came out and everything. Um, so I won't talk about it a whole lot, but I, I did download the uh, the Avengers pack and been playing with that. Um, and it's pretty fun. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I'm kind of split between if I enjoy it more on the TV or on the gamepad. Um, but uh, both are very fun. And I, I I know a lot of people have been talking about it in the in the universe about how apparently it looks amazing and everything. Um, I don't think that's true. <laughs> or maybe it's just my TV that it's now you know, an older HDTV, even though it's not that old, it's just like three years old, um, but maybe it just doesn't look as good as it could be because my TV is not brand new, but I just don't know, I mean, people are saying like, oh my gosh, it's amazing, and it's so beautiful, and like, it looks good, but it's still got jagged edges and stuff like that, so I don't know, um, but anyhow, it's it's been fun, um, and having uh, fun trying to, to beat um, Nintendo scores and stuff like that because it's, it's pretty much the only friend I think I have that actually has those uh, the same uh, tables that I bought. So um, yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm, I'm a big fan of pinball, so I enjoyed it. So, have you guys yeah. purchased any tables or just to, to play the the demos and that's about it? Um, I've done like the demos. I do plan on getting probably the Avengers one just because I'm a fan of that and maybe some other ones. Um, so I, I should be joining you guys soon and trying to compete for the, the high scores and stuff. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's some like aspects of it that I still don't understand, like why I can go into certain modes at different times when I hit the ball at certain places. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like there's a rhyme or reason why. Like sometimes it triggers special things and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but anyhow, um, it's pretty fun. Uh, the other uh, two games that I'm playing, um, one of them is uh, Toki Tori 2, another uh, eShop game for the Wii U. And I played, I've been looking at this game for a while. Um, I was a big fan of the original Toki Tori, but um, for whatever reason, I just never bought it, even though it's like extremely expensive, especially on Steam. Um, but I I kind of held out uh, until the second one and played a little bit of it at uh, at PAX East uh, a few weeks ago, and, and I believe I talked about it at, on the podcast then. So um, for the most part, 
thoughts are basically the same as I as I uh, expressed them after seeing the the presentation at PAX East. It's just um, it's a really fun game. It's re- it, on the contrary, um, from Zen Pinball, it actually does look really beautiful. It's just cute and pretty worlds, and it's just um, it's tough. Like it's it's challenging to your mind. And a lot of people on Meverse have been talking about like, oh my gosh, I hate this game. It's horrible because it's, it's there's only two moves. Why would they do that? And and like in my mind, like that's what makes it so good. It's just extremely simple. Therefore, it's also challenging. Um, so, I mean, if you're into puzzle games, um, especially like platformer type puzzle games, you get to, you know, really kind of challenge your mind and like, how do I get past this um, type of uh, type of level design? It's it's really good. I'm I'm really enjoying it um, a lot right now. Uh, have you guys got Toki Toki Tori too, or plan on it at all? I was thinking about it. It seems kind of intriguing to me because, I mean, I do like the puzzle and platforming games, so that does sound something that I would actually enjoy. So maybe I'll just... Do you have, like, a review copy of it, or, or you just you just said bought it? I bought it, yeah. Um, Jeremy's going to be doing a, a full review. Um, I think he's, he's finishing it up that pretty soon. So, um, you know, to our listeners, you know, make sure you check out uh, our, our site to for the full review of Toki Tori 2 pretty soon. Um, But it is only downloadable. uh, So even if I did have a a review copy, I wouldn't be able to give it to you because it's only downloadable. I was just trying to see if you were going to be posting a review because it seemed like it was pretty fun to play. Yeah, I'll have to... Jeremy's Jeremy's the one reviewing it. But um, yeah, I just... out Out of... like for the game so much, I went ahead and I bought it. Um, so I was, I was kind of a little jealous when he he got the review copy, but yeah, I went ahead and just bought it. And it was on sale. I think when it first came out too, it was like a dollar fifty or two dollars off or something like that too. So yeah, um, yeah, and they're just different elements where you can like explore different worlds, and you don't necessarily have to go in order. You can um, soon after you go in, you get the opportunity to kind of. This is not really a spoiler because it's pretty early on um, in the game. You you real you figure out that you can um, kind of move around to different worlds um, or different levels and everything stages. Um, and so for a while it seems pretty linear, and then all of a sudden it becomes not so linear anymore. And you can kind of go back and forth. And they'll, it's they they did talk about what they threw around the Metroidvania kind of um, concept when because you can go back to other worlds that you've seen before and now get to extra spots because you now have new songs you learned or um, new abilities and different things like that. I mean, your move set is still the same. You're only able to sing and stomp, but you can do different things with it and figure out how to, you know, manipulate it and do different things um, over time. So that's kind of cool um, as well. So kind of, I mean, they said it takes, you know, a lot of times really to get to everything and unlock everything and collect everything. Um, so I would I don't even know how far into the game I really am in terms of percentage because there really is a lot of game there. So that's Toki Tori 2. Um, and then today I, I got home and um, I had a little package on my doorstep and inside was Injustice uh, Gods Among Us. 
um, for Wii U. And so the last couple hours I've been playing that. Um, so it's very fresh on my mind. Um, so it's uh, for those of you guys who have no idea um, what Injustice is all about, it's, uh, it's a DC Comics fighting game uh, made by the guys that made Mortal Kombat. Um, and so very um, graphics-heavy uh, and, and very um, move-heavy. There's a lot of really cool moves you can do and um, destructible uh, environments and actually a lot of the environments um, you can move between different stages. After you bust through one wall, it sends you into another room, and um, a lot of the environments you can actually interact with as well. So, you might, for instance, like uh, there, there's uh, one stage where um, there's some gigantic, um, like tanks, like gas tanks or something like that. Um, and if you're over by it, you hit the R button, and you'll actually grab it with grab the tank and swing it at your opponent. Um, and there's different you know, things that you can, it's, a, it's basically a 2D game, but there's some 3D aspects into it where you can kick your opponent into the foreground or the background sometimes, um, depending on, you know, what stage you're in and everything. So, um, but I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, the story is actually quite strong. Um, I haven't played, I didn't play any of the, like the Marvel versus DC game, or not Marvel versus DC, that would be awesome. Um, that's probably never going to happen. Um, the Mortal Kombat versus DC game, because um, I knew they had some sort of story element to that and everything. Um, but for the most part, like this, this story-driven fighter is kind of a new thing to me, um, because like even like in um, Tekken Tag Tournament Two for Wii U, there's a little bit of a story, but it's it's really just kind of thrown in there as because the basic game is a fighter. Uh, but this, there's actually a storyline that goes through, and you play one character for a while, and then you'll play a little more of another character for a while, and you kind of take their stories through, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so just to like, catch you up a little bit, um, it's, it's, and I'll put a lot more thoughts and, and ideas into the, the review when I post it in a few days. But essentially the storyline of the game is that um, there's an alternate universe sort of thing, and a lot of these DC characters are all thrown into it, and it's um, some time in the future, and it's, everything is just completely whack, and they have alternate uh, forms of themselves, and and there's a lot of evil then taken over, and people that are normally, our characters that are normally good are acting bad, and the bad ones are acting good, and it's just like this chaos is going on, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, and so you follow different characters along the way and, and uh, as they're trying to figure it out. So I'm, I'm on Chapter 4 right now, so I'm not you know, too far into the game. Um, the storyline, I think, you know, I've probably got another um, couple hours before I finish the story. So it's not going to really take too long, I think, to go to the story of the game. But um, online's been pretty good. There's some spammers, of course, um, online that I played against, and they just like to stand back from afar and just like shoot projectiles that you know, they find the you know the characters that are capable of shooting further and they'll just like you know just spam the same move over and over again that's kind of annoying um but you're pretty much going to find that in a lot of you know fighting games online you're going to have those those type of people um it does penalize for disconnecting especially in ranked ma- uh, matches and stuff so that's that's good so that should take care of that sort of thing everything was really smooth i have found no hiccups or no lag or anything um, online, 
But the one thing that I did realize is I don't know if it's possible to do any sort of um, of um, what do you call it uh, like frame matches online. It's like weird. Like I've only been able to do random, and I found no place to like select a friend match, which is kind of crazy. So I don't know if they're going to patch that later, or maybe I'm just not seeing it, or what. But there's there's definitely more than me that, that hasn't seen that because a lot of people are asking on Meverse, like, how do you fight a friend that also has a game? So that's kind of crazy. Um, but other than that, um, I'm having fun with it. But like I said, I'm only like a couple hours into into trying it out so far. Nice. Yeah, I always uh, thought that this type of game would be interesting. Like, I mean, I was never too big on the Mortal Kombat stuff, but then with, like, superheroes, it's slightly a bit more interesting. So I was like, hmm, I might kind of, you know, get a bit more info on that. But uh, sounds interesting. And I, I like that they have, you know, um, uh, like a, a interesting story and stuff involved, too. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm actually like kind of getting into it. Like, hmm, I wonder what's gonna happen next. And and so far, I've found out like I figured you know I'd be playing with you know the the main characters like you know Superman every time. But so far, I'm, I've found that I actually like the Green Lantern character so far. Like, it's my favorite. So that's kind of interesting because I'm not a huge Green Lantern fan, but I'm like, oh, his character in the game is pretty fun to play with. So. Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, Injustice Gods Among Us for Wii U. Um, I think that about wraps it up for the games that we've been playing uh, the past few weeks and everything. Um, so let's get into the news and discussion points. Uh, so first, I just have, like, a couple of news stories that, like, they're just minor things, so I just kind of want to get them all out, and we'll just discuss them at once, I guess. Um, and this is really the emphasis on the updates and shutdowns part because it's kind of, combination of those. So in terms of the uh, shutdowns, Nintendo Show 3D, for anyone that watched that, is now over. Um, no reason why, I don't think. I think they just decided to stop, unfortunately. Um, I hadn't been watching in a while, but um, but uh, apparently Nintendo Show 3D is over, so no more of that with uh, That's Jesse why they don't do Cantrell. it. You stopped watching. <laughs> oh, man, it's all my fault. It's all your fault. Um, <laughs> I have a one-year story. <laughs> Great. Um, and it's probably my fault that the next thing got shut down too because I haven't been using these either. Um, the uh, Wii channels, many of the Wii channels are being shut down by Nintendo on June 28th. Um, so they're shutting down the Forecast channel, the News channel, the Everybody Votes channel, Nintendo channel, the Check Me Out channel, uh, no more Wii Connect 24 on Wii, uh, and no more exchanging any Wii messages on the Wii message board, no exchanging any Mii's via the Mii channel, um, and exchanging various other messages or data in certain game titles. Um, but uh, the um, they'll still have the little today's accomplishments on the Wii message board showing like you know how much you've played of each game every day, and you can still use the Wii Shop channel and everything. Um, but all those other channels, you can say goodbye to those. Um, so now the... So. Standalone Wii is basically the same thing as your Wii channel on the Wii U. Yeah, basically, pretty much. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about those two little shutdowns there? Well, the 3D thing, I'm not gonna miss. I wasn't. I don't even think I watched one episode of it. 
But honestly, the Wii channel being shut down is kind of an inconvenience for those that don't have the Wii U or haven't upgraded to it because you know, I've read a couple of comments on some sites and people are like, hey, well, I still use that stuff because I don't have Wii U yet. And so obviously there's a small population probably of people that are going to be mostly affected by it. And that, in that regard, it kind of stinks, but I also understand why they're doing it because they also want everyone to be focused on the Wii U and they don't need to be supporting these services and they can transfer like those kind of servers and stuff over to stuff for Wii U which obviously would be a benefit to me, but I know not everybody has it yet, so that's not the best thing for them, but there's nothing else we can really do about it. I guess it's Nintendo's choice to shut it down. I mean, they probably did surveys and stuff indicating that there wasn't too many people using the services anymore, so and that's probably why they're being shut down. Yeah, yeah I can only hope that the shutdown means that you know, they're working on a lot more like apps and services for Wii U, because I think That'd be nice to have more of those types of things on there. So hopefully that's that's what that means. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. I mean, I know uh, someone commented on the story I posted when I on the, on the site, and they're like, "Oh man, I use the Weather Channel and the and the News Channel all the time," and I can't remember the last time when when I actually had just the Wii and before I got my Wii U. That I actually fired up the weed to check the weather or news or whatever. I, I do that on my phone. I do that on my computer or something like that. That's that's always on. And so, like for me, I was barely using those things anyhow. I remember like the Everybody Votes channel. I I used to use that all the time just because it was it was fun. Um, but I you know I, for a while I had a streak of you know voting for every one of them for a long time, and then I just stopped and never went back to it. Um, but the Check Me Out channel I thought was kind of interesting because that was that was a fun way to get you know me's and everything. So I could almost see them bringing that back in in some form or fashion um, on the Wii U, um, but fixing it because I know that there was like some corrupt me's that got thrown in there in the Wii and kind of messed up different people's um, systems and everything. I know that that did happen a little bit. So maybe if they fixed it and kind of brought it over for the Wii U, that'd be kind of cool. Um, maybe even the 3DS. And the Wii Connect 24 is kind of unfortunate, but I mean, if you can't really do that in on a Wii channel on the Wii U, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, I don't even use my Wii anymore, and so people would try to send me messages. I'm not going to get them anymore. So I guess that kind of makes sense. The only thing that I was a little bit upset about that they stopped was the shows. I mean, I was a little bit upset when they stopped the Nintendo Week. I think it was and on. We now that stuff is Nintendo Show 3D, which I actually thought was a lot better than Nintendo Week, and so I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just because people aren't watching, or if they're going to try something new, or what. But I, I think of all of them, I'm probably most upset, I guess, about the TV or the shows because all of those are kind of cool um, for Nintendo to be doing, you know, something in that way. But obviously not essential. But I think that was probably the. Of all of them, that's the thing I'm most disappointed in. I think they can bring the kind of uh, um, similar things of the other channels on the Wii U and even 3DS uh, to replace the, those that closed down. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. Um, so those are the things being shut down. But we do have some updates and things being released and that kind of thing. So... 
a couple of different things. First of all, there's a new 3DS system update, which is version 5.1.0-11U, which is just a minor update since the previous one, which uh, for the previous system update, some people had issues when they're updating, like, and they were unable to get to the system settings and do other stuff. So there's like a workaround for it, but now they've released basically a new update that's kind of, you know, fixing that and stuff. So it's just a minor little thing. Um, the 3DS Save Data Transfer Tool is out now. Um, I have used it to transfer uh, Mario Kart 7 Save Data. I downloaded it on the eShop, and so I put up a video on NintendoViews.com, so check that out to see if you want to see how the, the process is for that. Um, and let's see, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate got an update for the off-TV play and cross-region online play. So if you have that game, you can update that now for that those great new features. And Nintendo TV has also been updated with uh, Netflix support finally. Um, so there's that. So with all those updates, um, uh, anything that kind of stands out to you guys that was interesting? Or? Well, you know me. I mean, I really love the Monster Hunter for Ultimate. We talked about it in the last podcast. So that update alone is more exciting because that means I can play the Wii U like version and not have to rely on a TV screen because as I've kind of noted in my review that there was like there's like small text that that shows so you really had to like sit within like 10 feet of the TV so that was kind of disheartening there so if I can see that on the gamepad while like playing using off TV play that would be tremendous and it would make an experience much more enjoyable for to just play on the Wii U and not have to play it on the 3DS. Right. Um, I guess for me, yeah, I mean, the one interesting thing, I mentioned the save data transfer tool is what I had used. Um, and, uh, I mean, if, if anyone sees the video, it's a pretty quick process. Um, it, it takes longer to go through all of the, like, warning screens and, like, things like that than it does to actually do the save transfer process because um, it, like, tells you about how save data is erased from the game card and it's moved to this. So it, like, kind of goes through a bunch of warning screens and stuff that ends up taking longer than the actual transfer process. Um, but it's pretty pretty quick and easy, and it feels good to have Mario Kart 7 on my 3DS at all times. So that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, I, I really haven't used Nintendo TV in a long time either. Uh, I just... At least when I used to use it, like, it was kind of interesting, but it was just so slow and just, like, sluggish. Like, it just stuff was not as responsive. I had to, like, click on things a few times sometimes. It was just annoying. So I don't know if it's improved since then. Maybe I'll, you know, check it out later and see. Um, it hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Great. I, I, I used to use it the other day, and it's like, eh. I mean, it's a little better to use just because of the... um because it's um uh what do you call it the the thing where you can go straight to the TV tag which is kind of nice oh, um, yeah. but other than that it's like eh it's it's really i don't know it's, and that's it's a shame, though cuz it's yeah it's like that's one a feature that like i think would be really cool like i would use that all the time if it just wasn't so annoying to get in like it takes like, by the time I open it up and finally select a TV show, it would have taken me, like, you know, a fifth of the time just to use a remote and do that. And it's like, I don't know. It's, they really have to improve the speed on that, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think, like, just the overall nature of it, it's kind of odd, like, still. I'm just like, who's writing these things? Like, sometimes they're comments, like, on the things, and you're like, who writes this stuff? And you can't just, like, I don't know. It's interesting. I think the best thing is, for sports, it's fun. Um, I do, when I watch a game or something like that, I'll have it on just because you can watch the, the stats and things like that. But for just a regular TV show, it's, like, not as cool, I guess. Right. But, yeah, I I don't have Netflix, so it wasn't that exciting. Maybe we are like, oh, yay, Netflix. Uh, I don't have it, so no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to yeah, try don't have Netflix. And I haven't really been using the Nintendo TV because of the... This is how it's been in, like, the bedroom TV and not, like, the main one. So, like, I usually use the main one to, like, watch TV. So I don't really watch a whole lot in the bedroom, so I haven't really used that a whole lot. But there was one other question I wanted to ask. Did you get the double the coins for that extra Mario Kart 7? Because I don't know if I, I would be interested in doing that at some point. At the Club Nintendo coins. Um, oh, you mean, like, for the survey? Like, at a... Yeah, did you get a, the like, a survey? Yeah, because I know you already probably filled it out for the cartridge version. I just don't know if they gave you another one for the download version. Uh, good question. And uh, I guess while we continue with whatever we're talking, I'll have to look that up. I'm trying to pull it up and see. I'm not sure. I, I haven't really even been checking Club Nintendo so much because I've already hit Platinum like a while ago. And I like I know I should be doing it, and but I'm, I'm getting all those extra coins, but I'm getting lazy with it. Um, yeah, I'll have to check. I'll let you know. Um, okay. Once I can get it up. Um, but yeah, so those are basically it for the different uh, updates. Um, not too much else on that. But we have other discussion topics. Uh, Japan is doing something a little interesting, which I hope we do this here as well. I think that'd be cool. Um, the uh, prepaid um, e I guess eShop cards that they have. You know, they have different designs for them and stuff. Well, what they're doing in Japan is they are putting AR uh, markers on these prepay cards. And so they feature various characters from the Super Mario series. So starting April 23rd in Japan, um, you'll be able to, using this uh, free download uh, called Ishoni Photo, which means take a picture together, um, which you can download by, there's a little QR code on the card packaging, so scan that, takes you to the shop, free download. Um, but you can use the AR markers on the prepaid cards, and um, the little Mario characters will pop up. You can take photographs with them, basically just like the AR cards included with the system, but these are additional AR cards but like that are on the prepaid cards themselves. Um, so there's a 1,000 uh, yen card, which is a Goomba, 2,000 yen is Mario, 3,000 yen is Peach, which are all releasing April 23rd. And then on a later date, there's going to be another 1,000 yen card with the Koopa Troopa, 2,000 yen, Luigi, and 3,000 yen, Bowser. Um, and apparently you can also put two different character cards together and like some kind of animation will happen um, and uh, different things like that. So um, I personally think that's, that's cool just because like, I like the AR stuff because it's kind of neat, but, like, I wanted to see more of it. You know, I wanted to see them do more with, with that. With, like, Base Raiders that hasn't even been touched in a while. They haven't done anything with that. The AR stuff. Like, there's so many things that, like, I want them to expand upon. So I'm glad that they're doing more like this. But um, it's, uh, 
Like, I hope, you know, they bring this over to the U.S. or something because, I mean, I would definitely try and collect all of them and get the different eShop cards. Uh, what do you guys think about this idea? Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, I, I I hope they bring it here too. I mean, it gives you something to do with those things. Like, because I've gotten, you know, I when it comes to the cards before, I'm just like, you know what? I'm an adult, and so I have a credit card that I just usually buy, you know, whatever game I want to, and so there's not really a need for me to go out and buy a, a points card or whatever you want, a cash card, and you know, to know, and then come home and put the points on it because I can just add it in right from my credit card. Um, it'd be different, you know, if I didn't have one or if I was a child and, it, you know, was under, you know, 18 or whatever and didn't have my own credit card or anything like that. But for me, there's no incentive to go out and get one. But if they did this, then it'd be a different story. I'd be like, oh, well, maybe I will go out and buy one of those cards instead because I could do something with it. So that's kind of cool. So I, I hope they bring them over here too. And I also agree. I think it is a nice way to expand on it and gives you another reason to buy the prepaid cards. I mean, usually, I mean, I might get one for like a gift or something, so I get them from time to time. And then, so I had like the collector's edition one for Skyward Sword, and that one's still pretty cool. I actually still kept the card, even though I have all the points off of it, or all the money off or whatever. So I definitely would be impressed so and more inspired to get a few more cards just because if it has additional functionality with it with the system. Right. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be pretty cool. Um so hopefully they'll they'll do something like that in the future. I guess we'll have to, to wait and see. Uh, a little update for you, Greg. So it looks like I do have a uh product registration survey for the downloadable version of Mario Kart seven and it's forty coins. So it does give me um separate survey. And I do remember, like, at least with Assassin's Creed 3, because I bought the game disc and then I sold it and downloaded it, I do remember having separate um, things for that, too. So I think the downloadable and retail copies for 3DS and Wii U games are, are separate surveys on Club Nintendo. Um, but I also just realized some of these games, like on Wii U, the downloadable version of Need for Speed, Most Wanted You, and also Lego City Undercover are both 70 coins each. Like I didn't realize they were that much product wow. registration surveys. So they they offer like a ten coin bonus or something. One I think if you get it like on the day of release or something, and or less, it's just like a bonus for downloading. I've tried to follow the Club hmm. Nintendo stuff when I can. And I see like their bonuses and whatnot. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, both of those I got like right at midnight, I guess, or whenever they were put up. So yeah. Huh. So. That's that. So if anybody's interested in, you know, using the Save Data Transfer tool, you'll get some extra code Nintendo coins out of it. So there you go. Um, next little uh, new story is a possibility. There's a little Nintendo survey that was kind of going around, and it was asking certain people um, what, you know, if they were interested in possibly releasing, you know, if Nintendo released this, would they be interested in buying it? And so Nintendo's looking about releasing an official Wii Remote Plus fast battery charger, which is basically a rechargeable battery for Wii Remote Plus. It says it will provide up to 13 hours of use after a 90-minute charge. Um, so, I wanted to raise a question. Um, would you guys buy this if they released it? It all depends on how much it costs. 
That was exactly what I was about to say. It depends on, and clearly depends on price. Because I mean, the Nyko ones are perfectly acceptable, and those are only like twenty bucks. So, and I already have like a set of four of them, so there's not really a point to get any more than that. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. I mean, it, it would almost have to be incredibly cheap for me to get it because I haven't. I still have no problem. I mean, for me. Uh, putting another thing on there and charging them is the same as recharging batteries that are on there. It's just the the most annoying part of the whole thing is if you use the jackets, you have to take the ba- jackets off, put the batteries in, whatever. And I assume it'd be very similar to you know if they I, it's, it's the Nyko things, unless they ended up figuring out how to do a you know an, um, a wireless charging or something like that, then it'd be a different story. But if they did, or if they didn't, you'd still have to take them off and take the jackets on and off and everything, which is still annoying. So to me, it's just as easy just to pop new batteries in and save my money. Right. So that brings me to the second part of the little survey, where they said, you know, if released, what is the likelihood that you would purchase an official Wearmo Plus fast battery charger set that includes a rechargeable battery, AC adapter, charging cradle, strap, and replacement silicone jacket slash cover, for approximately $40, which is the same exact price as the Wii Remote Plus itself, by the way. So that's that's the price that Nintendo was asking about in the survey. Is that for one? For one right now? That's what it sounds like to me from the description. So zero, zero percent chance. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd have to get this like a gift that I did not even ask for or like a review yeah. of it or something to actually get it. Yeah, if my grandma just happens to find and get it for me because it says we on it, then I'll accept <laughs> it, but that's about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I think I like the idea of having a rechargeable battery and stuff. I think that'd be cool. And I did get like a third-party one for mine, which uh, I think it was like a set of two, and one of them stopped working after a while, but the other one still kind of works. Um, but... uh at forty dollars, the same price as a Wii Remote Plus, like that's just ridiculous. I, mean, I would rather just go out and buy extra Wii Remote Plus just the different colors. Like that'd be more worth it to me than a rechargeable battery. Um, yeah, but I don't know. So I guess wow. who knows if Nintendo's going to release this or not. But uh, and if they do, looks like they might be. They're they're asking people what they would think of forty dollars. So I hope that people got that got the survey responded like no, not. Not a good price or something. Um, yeah, I mean, in my mind, they should have just made it. They should start building them into the Wii Remote itself, and just build, you know, make new Wii Remotes to have that are chargeable. Like, and then just gradually, people can replace their Wii Remotes if they want to or something. But buying a, a, an adapter for forty dollars—that's ridiculous. Like, I'd rather just buy a brand new controller that has it built in instead. Right. I mean. I mean, they might actually get to that point because, I mean, the Motion Plus was a complete separate accessory and now they built it in. So, I mean, I guess they're still kind of late in terms of adding this functionality because, I mean, the Wii Remote is going to probably be on its way out after, like, a couple more years, like when the Wii U is more senior and you're not really using those as much. Yeah, the only times I use my Wii Remote is if I have to for a game or if it's a multiplayer that, you know, does. I'm I'm using my Pro Controller or my game my gamepad for most of my Wii U games. So. 
Yeah. I guess we'll, uh, we'll have to see what, what comes of this, if anything. Um, so, yeah. Uh, on to the next news story, which is Swap Notes has been updated. Um, and so mm-hmm. it has a bunch of new features. Uh, you can now attach photos and audio recordings when replying to notes. You can take photos or record audio from within the application. Use a different pen color on each page. You can undo your last pen stroke. There are also faster load times. You can also filter notes by users or favorites. Choose whether to receive special notes on a category-by-category basis. And even delete multiple notes at once. Free update on the eShop out now. Uh, I've been using this little update. I updated it recently, and I am very happy with this update because it addressed some of my biggest issues with Swap Note. Um, it's like, especially just like I always thought it was neat that you could send 3D photos and audio and all that stuff, but it was I never did it because it was so annoying to have to do it in a separate thing and then come in and do that. So that was a huge thing for me. So that was basically like the one thing that like I really wanted, and that's you know they finally. Um, release that. Uh, what do you guys think about the, the update? I was also very impressed with it. I mean, I liked when they added the addition of the colors, but I was also kind of puzzled why you couldn't at least change it, at least within the note. I mean, I mean, even though you can do it per page now, it's a, a step better, but I mean, I still think even the drawings and stuff would be a lot cooler if you could use the same colors on the same page, but that might even be another one, but I mean, the attachments are also those are really cool. You can find that within the app. I was really happy to see that as well. I mean, I had sent one out like quite a while ago now that about a game I was playing and pretty much sent it to everybody, and it was such a pain to have to go into the other apps and just to get the data and everything just to like, get it all figured out because the clips can only be so long, and then it's like, oh, the clip is too long, can't attach, and then you're like, what the heck? <laughs> So that was nice, and the response ones, that's kind of neat, but I don't know if those were completely necessary. I don't really, couldn't really think of a reason to respond with anything, because you can't even respond back to that person again. You have to send them a completely another note. So, I mean, I guess it could be cool and have its uses, but I didn't, wasn't, didn't actually need something like that. Yeah, I I wish, that's probably one of the, the only things that I, I think I'd wish that they would include sometimes is the ability to reply back because that's it's so annoying. It's like sometimes you even have to like re- like, <laughs> like I want to you know conversation starts going that I, maybe I started for instance and then someone a comment I'm like oh yeah like and like I start to reply back I'm like oh I can't well that's annoying <laughs> it's like it makes no sense in my mind that they wouldn't include that so um, but yeah like you said Hudson I think the the other biggest thing that I didn't like was that you had to go back, you know, out of the, the app and go into the camera or into the sound recorder to record those things and then import them in before. I love the fact that you can just do it right within the app now. Um, it makes it so much easier. And I'll probably start sending pictures and sounds a lot more now that I can do that because I just avoided it before unless it was, you know, something really special. Right. Yeah, and I already got started, so you guys should already have some swap notes with some 3D photos and, and my voice. I don't have yep. fun with that. Um, but, yeah, I think um, I agree with that. I guess the one other thing, you know, that would be nice is to be able to respond back to a reply. Um, but the one thing like that, 
I was thinking about, you know, what Slot Notes is, and it's a way to kind of send messages back and forth, or at least to somebody. And um, and it reminded me of Neverse on Wii U, mm-hmm. and that kind of leads into the next topic, which is about uh, Neverse um, coming to the 3DS eventually. Um, and so that makes me think, I guess, that one, maybe one of the reasons why they're hesitant to do that on Swap Note is because, you know, Miiverse is going to be coming and that'll kind of be a way to have conversations back and forth or something. Um, but anyways, uh, with Miiverse, it's coming to smartphones and web browsers uh, sometime in April or May. Um, and uh, it'll be, like, I guess, a web app. So I guess really you could even access it through 3DS or any other, you know, uh, Internet-enabled device. Um, but an actual specific 3DS, you know, application for it will be released at a later date, which they haven't specified when, but they said it will provide basic Miiverse functionality at first. This includes posting comments, drawing doodles, and viewing and engaging with communities. Um, but they're looking to, you know, expand that. There will be obviously existing games and apps on 3DS that won't be Miiverse compatible because I'm guessing if it's something like Wii U and it's kind of, you know, built into the system, if they're really going to integrate it into 3DS, then I guess, you know, already released games won't be able to integrate it as much. Um, but Nintendo is currently taking requests from game developers to see what, like, to, to find out what they would like to see updated in the Miiverse API. Um, but Nintendo did talk about some updates coming to Miiverse. Um, and so there, it will be updated in the future version of the Wii U software development kits. It will include features to improve interactions within games, so future games will have more Miiverse functionality, like the ability to send and receive comments or follow users from within a game. Uh, you can view follower lists and view lists of people who yad your posts. Um, uh, eventually, Miiverse posts will be able to gain the ability to launch games at a specific point from a link in Miiverse. So like if you're at a certain level, you can post on Miiverse and be like, hey, check this out. So when you click on it, you're not taken to the game, but you're taken to that specific part of the game, so that will be pretty cool. Um, and uh, Miiverse can be coupled with an online data store, which could perform even more advanced functions. Uh, user communities, which are going to be coming out soon. Uh, communities only available to those that own a game and have that code. So We Fit You being the first title to incorporate these communities. Uh, players will be able to share training records and activity logs. Um, and while not confirmed, Nintendo so they see the potential to link stage editors to Miiverse so that in a way you could essentially, the idea is Nintendo says is to possibly create and direct an entire game for Miiverse, I guess working with the community and building levels and somehow publishing that in the game. Um, so lots of interesting stuff that's you know coming and ideas that they have, and it all sounds really cool to me. Like I think the more integration that they have with the different games and the and the OS and everything, like I think that'll be really cool. Um, and I especially like the ability to share stuff, like when they're talking about how sharing activity logs and that kind of thing. Like those things would be interesting to see from other people on Miiverse and everything. And um, yeah, it makes me excited to see what's what's coming up. Uh, what do you guys think about all this Miiverse news? I mean, I was thinking that it would seem to be pretty exciting. I mean. Obviously, it would be nice to have it for the 3DS, and since it won't be from the ground up, it'll be a little bit harder to integrate. So with the, in regards to those games and stuff, that's not a big deal. But I think it'd be really cool to have it like when they have it on the smartphone apps because then you can like check and do some of the meaningfully check and discussion stuff 
while you're on like the go or something and like if you're at like Starbucks or whatever that'd be pretty cool but that can help eliminate some of the time you spent at in front of your TV and post check so that's the part I'm really excited about with the part of being able to watch within the game that actually sounds pretty cool because then you can kind of go back you can like see like where somebody's like where you're like where you're stuck or whatever and resume kind of a little more easily or something if you didn't have like the game open yet, but I think that seems like it'd be pretty cool and you'd be pretty excited to see something like that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I think all all the things that they've talked about are exciting, um, except that thing. Like it, it confuses me. I'm just like, all right, but what if you're not like to that part of the game or, you know, like I don't know. I just seems interesting. I'm not exactly sure when I would ever want to do that. But, I mean, as of right now, it's just me thinking about it. I'm I'm sure something will come along and prove to me exactly why I'd want to do that. But right now, I'm like, that's the thing, I guess, that's most confusing to me, um, that portion. But, I don't know. Um, Community sounds great. Yeah, go ahead. So I just say one example is like if we're like let's say we're playing runner two. Um, what I was thinking is like you know if I post something saying here's my high score on this level, it'll include a link to that level. So that if you're seeing it and you're like oh I got to beat that high score, rather than having to boot up the game, you could click on it. It takes you right to that level or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean I, I I didn't see using it too much, but I guess potentially that could be interesting. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess that could be. Yeah. Well, I guess you'd still I could be if you didn't have that level then, too. But right. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm I'm sure it's one of those Japanese things that they'll just have to prove us to us why we Americans need this. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, um, so... Uh, yeah, the other things I think I'm really excited about. I'm just I I like how they're they're broadening um, the whole idea of Miiverse and just bringing it on to you know mobile and bringing it on to the 3ds. I thought it was it was kind of interesting when they when they first put um, Luigi's Mansion 2, for instance, on Miiverse. I was like, okay, it's, you know, it's part of the the whole um, your Luigi thing, but that's interesting that they put a 3ds game you know on the Miiverse. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, okay, so they're bringing Miiverse eventually to the 3DS. They're probably going to start sending more, taking more games, and which only uh, solidifies my theory that Miiverse is the um, the Insider Forums Part 2. Um, because it's really just what I... Every time I get on there, honestly, like, it, it's weird. It's like a, it's like a weird um, deja vu moment, like, that I have of myself, like, you know, eight, seven, eight years ago and, and being on insider forums and, and having some sort of, I don't know, like some young player or whatever getting on there and just posting ridiculous things and me trying to talk them out of it or like trying to be, you know, one of those, I don't know if there's even such a thing like a a, a positive troll um, that I like to troll the people that are being dorks and being idiots and being trolls themselves. And 
so like I'm I feel like I like I'm all I'm doing that a lot on Uverse sometimes. I'm just like you people are idiots. Um and so <laughs> I'm like writing things to them like wow, this is exactly what I felt like but sometimes on the insider forums. Um but they're just like bringing it in a broad way and adding, you know, one community uh for per each game and then eventually you're gonna have to add your own things. I think it's a really cool structure and I think it's really fun to bring everything together um, and, you know, all these other things that they're bringing to it, I think is only going to make it better. And it really, at least in some way, it, it makes Nintendo's online um, uh, whatever better in the end. Um, whether it's the best move or not, I don't know. Um, but I think I think it's a positive move in the online direction because, you know, for so long they just weren't doing hardly anything. And I think all this is is showing at least the the fans that hey we do believe in online and this is this is the way we have chosen to do it but we actually are doing something which is great um, because that's the way the world is um, I would love if they continued to develop it and you know did bring in you know some sort of you know thing like what you know Sony's doing with the PS4 and everything with you know um, online um, streaming and stuff like that I think you know over time they could try to develop into it as well um, in some way, whether it's the Wii U or whether it's the next system or whatever, um, they could probably just develop that in and continue to beef up Miiverse over over the years. Right. Yeah, that'll be uh, really cool to see. I feel like Nintendo's just kind of getting started, which I think they do it a lot. Like It kind of takes them some time to fully get into the groove of things. So I think uh, they're going to really start to revamp some of the stuff and, uh, you know, add new features and things. So I'm excited to see mm-hmm. where, where these systems go. Um, yeah. And uh, speaking of, I guess, you know, Nintendo's plans for the future and stuff, uh, it brings us to kind of our last discussion point of this podcast episode, and that is the various upcoming events and items for Nintendo. So uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time is a Nintendo Direct. Uh, we always, like, it's always after the podcast, pretty much, that they do mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct. At least this time, we know about it ahead of time, because normally, it's like we end the podcast, Nintendo Direct announced, you know? Um, although, there was an announcement made regarding Nintendo Direct a little while ago during recording, which I'm going to mention in a second. But, uh, um, so tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Nintendo Direct, um, for North America, for Europe, uh, both of those, a... 3DS-focused Nintendo Direct. Um, that's what they've said, focusing on 3DS. And then just recently announced during the podcast, there is a Japan Nintendo Direct that is happening, and it is the uh, Nintendo Direct Luigi Special 2. So uh, kind of a little translation from a tweet, I guess, from Nintendo, saying, with a focus on Year of Luigi titles, President Satoru Iwata will, via the Internet, be directly announcing new information on 3DS titles and more information on Wii U titles, as well as providing information on the Wii U system updates scheduled for next week. So Japan is getting a Luigi Special 2, I guess Nintendo Direct, focusing on year Luigi stuff. It's 3DS and Wii U related, and system update for Wii U, improving the load times and everything, is coming next week in Japan. Um, And it's at the same time, 10 a.m., as North America and Europe. So I would think we're going to have some overlap there 
uh, I guess whatever Wii U content it is, then for some reason we're not getting, um, but Japan is, or I don't know. Um, it's all kind of confusing, but um, I guess we'll find out tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Then uh, shortly, out, I guess a couple hours after that, I don't know the exact time, but uh, there's a press event going on and where uh, the, the media will be able to play um, certain 3DS games. It's 3DS related is all we know. Um, and so, you know, I guess there's that. So I don't know if they're going to be able to talk about the stuff or not, but it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, then the following week, uh, Wednesday, April 24th, is the fiscal year earnings release. So around that time, I guess, there'll probably be an investor briefing. So we usually get some new tidbits out of that as well. So we can look forward to that. Uh, we use system update is coming this month, which just revealed next week in Japan, so maybe same for us. And the Wii U Virtual Console is supposed to come this month as well. Um, so lots of stuff coming up. And uh, it's interesting. My, my thoughts on this whole thing are I'm, I'm a little confused with what Nintendo is doing, a little bit. And the reason <laughs> for that is right now the 3DS is doing fine. It's the Wii U that isn't, um, at least in terms of we know there are games coming. We don't need announcements. We need release dates. We, you know, we, need to, like, we need to know when those games are coming. And Nintendo said, Iwata said, from March on, there's going to be a steady stream of games. We don't have, like, there's no other release dates for first-party titles from Nintendo. Like, where is Wii Fit U? Where's Pikmin 3? Where's the Wonderful 101? These are all supposed to be coming out in the months leading up to E3. But at this point, it seems unlikely that we're going to get them until, you know, E3 and after, um, just because if this Nintendo Direct tomorrow, at least for us, is 3DS-focused, well, there goes the chance of the Wii U stuff there. Um, I mean, we might get some Wii U news out of, like, uh, the Japan one, and there's the investor briefing the following week, but that's not really going to be release dates for us, you know? Um, so I'm a little confused there. That I was hearing this from, from some, like, insiders on NeoGAF talking about the 3DS press event. Supposedly, this was supposed to be a press event for Wii U games, but Nintendo decided to change it up, and they're doing 3DS games, and they're saving the Wii U stuff for E3. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Like, maybe they really have some things that they're really trying to prep for and make, you know, a huge splash at, at E3, because we already know some stuff, like, you know, Smash Bros., Mario Kart, and 3D Mario, all that stuff. But maybe Nintendo's trying to, you know, wait and kind of do that, or, or maybe they just don't have stuff. I don't know. Um, my thought is maybe they're waiting until E3 to do kind of like a relaunch of Wii U in a way, where they're kind of like, now we have everything ready. Um, let's just kind of get everything out at once and kind of, you know, really start. Because I haven't really seen marketing much for Wii U lately. I haven't seen commercials much, aside from specific games and things, but like the general Wii U commercials, I haven't seen those. So maybe they're kind of holding off until E3, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because I'm kind of getting antsy. Like, I want to know when Pikmin 3 and the Wonderful 101, like, I want to know when these games are coming out. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm just as I'm... confused as you are. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it, yeah. I don't, I don't even know why, why some of these things have been held up, you know, held up so long in terms of why, why they haven't told us that those release dates yet, um, unless they're still unsure of them, which, I mean, I guess it could happen, 
but I just don't know. And, and like, why they're, you know, switching things up from, yeah, from the Wii U to 3DS. And it, I, I don't know if even, like, a, a relaunch of the Wii U would even be helpful. I mean, what it really needs is just a great lineup of games and in and, and many people's minds what that means is the 3D Mario and Zelda and when Smash Brothers comes out and Mario Kart and those those are the games that are really going to pick it up in sales. I don't know if like even a, a relaunch or whatever is really going to be helpful because that's what a lot of people are waiting on. They're waiting till the, on those titles. They, they can't play on any other system that are only going to be able to possible on that Wii U and sort of force them to get the system. Until then, I don't know. And I'm really interested to see what they do with 3DS just in general because it, I don't know. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It feels like 3DS is kind of, it just it's it's existing right now. I mean, it's going well, but at the same time, there's not really been anything big, fresh, you know, exciting on the 3DS. So maybe they're getting really to, you know, spice it up with a, I don't know, just a new system update or something that's going to make it new again. Uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be some, you know, new system necessarily, but it, at least to me, it feels like it's just kind of get, it's just getting, not boring, but I don't know. I'm not as excited about it as I once was, I guess. And I know Pokemon is going to be really big, but what else is going to make 3DS exciting again? I mean, I kind of think that they, I kind of think they also need to have the Wii U one first because they always some like those dates and everything. But I'm just, maybe mm-hmm. they're gonna have another direct like next week or the week after that will be outlining all that stuff. Because I mean, they usually always announce all their release dates typically in like quarters. So usually a lot of stuff that was up till April was covered in like the last like Wii U direct like back in like January and like the press release they had in like in January as well. I'm thinking that they're going to have, like, a press release and uh, Nintendo Direct within the next, like, three or four weeks that will be outlining everything for, like, the summer, like, all the way up through, like, July or August. So I think that that stuff will be coming in the future. But in regards to the 3DS news, I mean, I'm thinking we're just going to get more information on, like, the Mario and Luigi Dream Team, Mario Golf. We'll probably get those release dates or on the 3DS side, at least. I know they were, it sounded like they were continuing with that Year of Luigi kind of discussion, at least on the Japan side, so I'm wondering if they're just tying that into the American and European ones as well and just kind of have like this discuss some of the same games that are upcoming and give release dates, some more gameplay footage, and who knows, maybe they might be announcing the new 3DS Zelda, too. I mean... They have said they were working on it, and they also said they were thinking about a, a remake for like a Link to the Past or Majora's Mask. So perhaps we might find something out around th- on that as well, to help freshen it up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think, um, yeah, I think you know we'll probably see more on Mario Golf and stuff. Uh, one thing that probably will be announced tomorrow is. In Japan, they had the on the eShop and the 3DS. They had the Guild One titles, which here they were released as separate games. I think like 
like Liberation Maiden, I think is one of them or something. Or I don't. And there are a couple of games that were they're all released separately. Like the old one was just a compilation of titles, so they released them separate on the eShop here. And so in Japan they have Guild Two, which is a set of you know a couple of new games. And so there's a, a similar teaser on the on that site, you know, for for those games that very similar to when the previous ones were were revealed. The, for localization, so I'm guessing those will be announced tomorrow for the uh, for localization on the eShop. Um, but aside from that, you know, I'm not sure too much else. Um, it does make me wonder why Japan has like a another Luigi special thing. Like, what else are they going to show? Are we just going to get more on those games? Like, um, or you know, I, I'm not too sure exactly. Um, but I do I do agree that there's there's always a chance of another Nintendo Direct, like, Wii U-focused later on, um, which, um, to me, it kind of makes sense that, like, they'll do the investor briefing and, you know, they'll have the financial release, and then after that financial release, they're like, well, to kind of give the investors, you know, something to look forward to, here's a Nintendo Direct or something, here's what's coming out for Wii U to kind of, you know, I guess, bring bring everybody's hopes back up and stuff, um, but, uh, I mean, the other thing is also the Wii Virtual Console is supposed to be coming this month. So if that's still on track, they kind of have to announce when that's happening. So I would think uh, they would do that in, like, a Wii U Nintendo Direct or something, uh, which makes me think Japan is going to be getting that. They're just going to be talking Wii U tomorrow. Um, and somebody, I was reading online, somebody kind of theorized that because it's a Luigi special, uh, maybe one of the first games releasing on the Wii Virtual Console will be, like, Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube or something. Like, maybe they'll release a GameCube game or something. I don't know. Somebody was like, maybe that'll be a, something. I, I have no idea, you know, if that'll happen or not. But it does make me wonder when the Wii U Virtual Console is coming, too, because, you know, we still haven't heard that. So, um, yeah, I guess we just have to kind of wait and see, you know, what happens. So 10 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow, lots of stuff going on. Uh, North America, Europe, and Japan, Nintendo Directs, some 3, 3DS, some Wii U, some Luigi stuff, and all sorts of different things going on. So we'll see what happens. Um, but that about covers it for the, the different events and stuff going on. Uh, so stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for all the latest on the Nintendo Directs going on tomorrow, as well as any of the financial, you know, release details or investor briefing information that come out uh, next week and all that good stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, the next episode uh, in two weeks' time, April 30th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, um, we'll be discussing all the latest that's been announced. So hopefully we'll have some uh, interesting stuff to talk about. Or if not, you'll be hearing from some uh, disgruntled Nintendo fans, I guess. <laughs> There's, it's just a rehash of old stuff. Um, but in the meantime, check out our Nintendo Fuse forums as well and uh, join in on the discussion there and uh, hope to see you guys around. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. See you. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.